How do self-esteem and discipline relate? Actually, they not only relate, they complement each other. You're listening to Parenting Today with Dr. Bob Barnes of Sheridan House Family Ministries. I'm your host, Ruthie J. All this week, we're talking about self-esteem. It's about whose we are, and that's where it begins. It begins through the bonding of a child and parent And eventually, on whose we are, we're not just of our parents, but we are of our Heavenly Father, and it makes a huge impact on our spiritual lives, but also our self-esteem. But today, we're talking about how it ties with discipline, and discipline starts really at birth, too, right? Discipline starts immediately, and figuring that out, and figuring out when they're grasping no, and watching, actually, my grandson probably at about 10, 11, 12 months, really getting the concept of no, but pushing the button on it. Uh, which is awesome, actually, to watch. I think all of life, we're looking for who we are. Why am I here? What's my existence? Who am I? And you define who you are by whose you are. Am I really my parents? Do I belong to this family? Or am I the one causing all the problems? Uh, <laughs> or whose am I? Am I my peer group? Am I my boyfriends? Am I whatever? All these different things that little girls and little boys spend their life trying to find out. You define who you are by whose you are. Where do I fit? Where does this person called Bob plug in? And one of the things that has a huge impact on that is the way parents handle discipline. It's very hard to have a relationship with someone I'm screaming at. It's very hard to have a relationship and grow a relationship with someone where I feel like I am constantly disappointing them or I'm continually hearing things from them like I am sick and tired of this from you, on and on and on and on, where the child feels like, you know, in the sight of my parent, in the sight of my mom, I am a loser. And so where do I go? I've got to go elsewhere. I've got to jump out of the God-anointed system. The God-anointed system is in this little flower pot called family, and that's why 100 years ago everybody liked watching these shows, Little House on the Prairie and the Waltons and all these goodnight John Boy things because they seem to be a unit that was enhancing each other. But there's a process that has to take place. Yes, initially I have to look to people, my parents, starting with my mom, for worth, I feel valuable in her eyes and in her sight, and I'm looking around, making sure she's there when there's a, a difficult, a scary place. Mm-hmm. But mom has to toss that baton, hand that baton over a period of years off to God. He's your father. So, mommy, I don't know what to do here. I don't know either. Let's pray about it. We damage that when we don't understand discipline. We damage that when we don't have a consistent plan. We damage that when we're screaming. We damage that when we're you know, doing all forms of abuse, we jump into the system and the child feels very isolated and has to look elsewhere, either to performance, bizarre behavior, or weird groups to find acceptance. Now, I'm thinking through this, the connection then between discipline and self-esteem is relationship. Yes. And uh, so I'm thinking of uh, some kids that I know don't have too much discipline at home and they're like, loose cannons. And I guess that's where it comes to play because they don't know where they belong. They don't have that safety net to come home because their parents let them do anything they want. And so they have to almost find their own self-worth by doing things outside, outperforming, trying to get attention. And it does, I guess, eventually damage their self-esteem. Oh, they're very needy. And you watch these little girls who are very needy in in high school and they're scary. And you watch these little boys who are needy and they're huge risk takers because I'll do anything for somebody's attention or applause. I think that's the other extreme. There's the the abusers of parenting, but then there's the parents that are afraid to say, no, I don't want to damage their little self-esteem. I don't want to hurt their creativity. It's just the opposite. Give me the boundary lines. Please let me know I am worth rules. 
I am worth it. You care enough to give me boundaries. Now, I'm never going to say that as a child. Excuse me, Mom, I believe we need a few more rules around here. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's not going to happen. A few more rules and a few chores. I think I need to be more vested in this home. <laughs> no, but in their hearts, they know it. And I've watched that with kids. When the kids at Sheridan House who are living with us get the system, we love you, man. At Sheridan House, when you go to school, and we're in five different middle schools with 10 kids in each, basically, wow. we have a what we call a behavioral specialist at, with each house that goes to the school, make sure they're doing what they need to do. If they're not, the behavioral specialist brings them home. You cut grass or wash windows all day. And we'll try you tomorrow, and we'll try you tomorrow, and we'll try you tomorrow. And you realize, wow, it's air-conditioned at school. I want to go. And watching these kids go from all Fs to all As is absolutely astounding. But watching a new kid who's been through a lot, and he's very, very moody, and and you can be there by the lawnmower and just sit behind it and not push it. You're just not going back to school tomorrow. You go back to school and you cut that piece you're supposed to cut. And watching this one kid who's, who's just down and beaten and cutting it, and me uh, sneaking up behind him with a water gun. And he's hardly pushing the lawnmower, and he's... Uh, all of a sudden feels a squirt in the side of the head, and he's looking around. It was hilarious. Then he looks up to see if it's a bird. What, what just landed on my head? Yes. And then all of a sudden, I I make it obvious it's me, and he's looking at me at first like, is this really happening? This is surreal. The Dr. Barnes is out here with a water gun, and, and all of a sudden watching him laugh, and all of a sudden I have a water, water bottle for him. I say, take the water bottle and drink it for a minute. I'm going to push the next row in back, and you can have a lawnmower back. And watch this little face realize they don't really hate me here. I'm used to people hating me for my unacceptable behavior. They don't really hate me. And then watching them catch it, that, son, I don't want you cutting the lawn. I really, really don't. There's a company called Main Guy Landscaping that will cut it all for free and does. But we have to have him leave spaces for you right now. So I don't want him cutting the lawn. Let it go completely. And so watching him get it. And when he gets it, not only does he cut the lawn okay, because I love you, man. But he also goes back to school and realizes, whoa, I did this to me. I caused me to be here. It's consistent. It happens every time. And we always have at the end of the year, we have a thing for all the school teachers and all the schools that we're in. They come to each of the homes for a big party. And they say, it's incredible watching this kid come so sullen and get so jacked and start making great grades. And we have to say to the teachers, you're a part of this. You join our system. You understand. You don't give him. You don't ridicule him or call him out. You grade him out at the end of every class. He gets little checks, and that determines his afternoon. He gets it. You get it. We get it. He grows. As parents, we have a tremendous amount of power. It's not about performance. I love you. I'm going to encourage you to perform. No, I don't believe in the ungame where nobody wins. I I love competition. I think competition is awesome, but competition doesn't define me. You know, I I, I play golf. Once or twice a month, I never break 100, and I'm proud of it. I love driving the <laughs> cart. I love hitting the ball as hard as I can. And I played golf some time ago. You have strong self-esteem, I have a, I, Well, my self-esteem is not in golf anyway. <laughs> and I played Good golf uh, the, some time ago with a man who just recently won the, the senior on the Seniors Tour, the British Open and the U.S. Open. Oh. And, yeah, he's one of the top golfers in the world. And he said, I have never played with a golfer like you in my life. <laughs> he said, first of all, you talk all the time. <laughs> And and we were laughing about that. And he said, you actually, as a man, genuinely don't care. Do you care about any sport? And I said, I do care about sports. And I do have my sport. And I like playing golf well. And I like when I hit a good shot. But, but I said to him, but my world isn't revolving around this. And uh, the win is fun. I actually know I will never beat you. So I'm really good <laughs> in on, on that one. But the whole thing is, it's about relationship. And it starts with a relationship with parents that gets damaged if they don't understand no means no, 
a relationship as a family when we'd have game night and we'd play Pictionary and Roby would be livid. Dad, you're not trying hard enough. And he'd be just furious that we don't win and teaching him how, you know what, this is fun, man. It's not all about the win. It's fun. Yes, I'm trying, but this is fun. And teaching that child who has a hard time losing at games, teaching that child, we're having fun here, remember, guys? And, and, and competition is fun, and it's for the competition. You get the win, you get the win, but we probably lose more from the loss. We damage this child's self-esteem and send them elsewhere when, as parents, we don't understand an intact, consistent plan of discipline that doesn't damage the relationship by yelling and screaming and changing the plan. And I know it's hard for parents because you get frustrated. I mean, when that child constantly is pushing up against you, resisting and resisting, you just want to just walk away. But it's I, I like the idea of having the child know that it's his or her responsibility for the consequences. They chose the consequences. That way, your relationship is not tied into that. The punishment is not a withdrawal of your love. It's just saying, I love you. You chose this. Now you have to go do that. Right. This is the consequence. And my, my heart, my love for you is out of this. We set this boundary. You crossed it. You pay. But I'm still going to love you. Oh, absolutely. You know? And that's so, key. Uh, it is key. In fact, it's, it's huge key. Putting them to bed early at night for something they did. And, uh, and and let's talk about a couple of kids in this process, though. You know, if you're in foster care or step-parenting or Sheridan House situation, you're going to come into a situation where many times kids have had a long history of inconsistent discipline and a long history of believing that if they're good, they're loved. If they're not, they're not. And there's a lot of kids, especially children of divorce, there are a lot of kids, an older child uh, problem, not unusual, is if I had behaved better, would my parents still be together? Yeah. And so there's a lot to overcome there that a step-parent has one of the greatest ministries on planet Earth to help that child know you're valuable for you. And so we have those days when the child pushes the button, knows that he or she needs to go to bed early, and in our case it was mostly a she, and putting her to bed early. But I'm going in to sit on the side of the bed, and I'm going in to sit on the side of the bed when that child is going to punish me on the side of the bed and be nasty, uh, not say anything nasty, but just act like I don't care if you're here or face the wall or do whatever. Yeah. And I've got to stay there like that child is normal. And I remember carrying on an entire 10-minute conversation with Tori Stuffed Bear one night <laughs> uh, because she wasn't talking to me. And by doing that, uh, just letting you know, hey, I love you. And Bear, when I leave here tonight, would you tell Tori I love her? And would you give Bear a hug? She won't let me hug her tonight. She's mad and she's leaning up against the wall with her face stuck in the corner of the wall in the bed, hyperventilating and <laughs> sucking on wallpaper uh, because I'm the only one my age in bed right now and whatever it was. I love you. And you have to, have to make sure that the guiding principle is I love you. That's why I have this consequence. But I'm kind of sensing you don't love yourself too much because you keep coming back and saying, give me the consequence. Well, I didn't see you know, uh, uh, First of all, you have to calm down. But every time you do that behavior, every time you do that behavior, you're pushing the button for go to bed early. So choose wisely. But I still love you. Do you think that choosing process is part of the self-esteem that they have the, the, in other words, the power of if I misbehave, I have to pay this consequence, that power that they have to say no to themselves, to say yes, that also builds them up in their self-esteem? How does that tie Absolutely. together? Absolutely. I think you said it perfectly uh, because initially I learn how to say no to the things I'm not supposed to do at home, but then I go out with my peers and I, I feel better about myself. I have the power to walk away from that party. I have the power not to smoke that or drink that. I have the power to make the right decisions here, which is very critical because you've given me that power over a period of consistent behavior. But here's the other part of that. 
I've also learned I can come home, and I'm terrified to say this to you, Mom. Can I talk to you for a minute? I messed up at that party tonight, and I know that you will still love me. And so I'm telling you that, or you see it in my face. I might not say it with my mouth, but you see it in my face because I'm I'm a junior in high school, and I come home, and I can't even look you in the eye, mm-hmm. and uh, you want to sit me down, and you say, um, I want to talk to you right now. Something happened tonight. I know your little face. I love that face. Something happened tonight. Let's talk about it. And I don't even ask them, do you want to talk? I say, let's talk about it. And you know there's nothing you can't tell me. But when I say that, i got to mean that. And if you're a reactionary like me, mm. you're you're throwing up a prayer right now. And, Father, whatever this little <laughs> girl. Yes, myself. <laughs> Father, could you staple my lips closed right now? <laughs> yes. And listen, because there is nothing. Listen to me, honey. There is nothing you can ever do to lose my love. Absolutely nothing. The example of that was the Hinckley family. When John Hinckley shot President Reagan and the news came out, that the Hinckley family were huge supporters. They were well-to-do, huge supporters of President Reagan and even invited places because of that. And then he shoots Ronald Reagan. And in shooting Ronald Reagan, he just devastated them and their community. And, and wow, of all things to do as expressing his pain, they sat behind him in that court case. They saw that he had a great attorney. They were his parents all the way. Nothing you can do to lose my love. Flip side is, is Lee Harvey Oswald. And the story of Lee Harvey Oswald, one of the lowest self-esteems on planet Earth. And he went out and shot the exact opposite of him, John Kennedy from Camelot. And so the picture is self-esteem has a huge power. But I've got to have the discipline intact in that self-esteem uh, and do it in a way that doesn't damage the self-esteem, which means no must always mean no, no arguing here. And do it in a way where, honey, you have chosen this. You made that decision. I love you too much not to enforce it. You are going to bed early. You are going to wash that car. You are going to do whatever the consequence is because I love you. Let me say that again because you're not looking at me. You're staring at the floor because I love you. Now let's go get started and you get the momentum going in that direction, but you're always on their team. You're listening to Parenting Today with Dr. Bob Barnes from Sheridan House Family Ministries. If you want to find out more about Sheridan House Family Ministries, Dr. Barnes and the resources available at the ministry, all proceeds go to help it. You can go online to shfm.org. It's short for Sheridan House Family Ministries. That's shfm.org. You can also check out our uh, website, parentingtoday.org. You can hear this broadcast all over again, previous broadcasts as well, and sign up for the daily parenting blog on the same topics, just uh, going a little further with them. That's online at parentingtoday.org. That's parentingtoday.org. And we hope you'll join us tomorrow on more about self-esteem, our topic this week here on Parenting Today. Parenting Today.